Hey, I want to thank all of our listeners and sponsors of the show. Without you, the show would not be possible. We so appreciate the reviews and ratings, which increases awareness in our effort to grow the fan base of the cowboy, rodeo, and Western lifestyle culture. If you are new to the show or have been a listener for a while and have just not had the opportunity to rate and review the podcast, it's really simple. Just trot your pony over to the iTunes Apple Podcast, click on the show, scroll down to rate and review, and give us a five-spur rating. The podcast is available on Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher, as well as many other platforms where you listen to podcasts. Just type Modern Cowboy Podcast into the search bar to subscribe, listen, rate, and review. And if you're interested in being a sponsor of the show to showcase your business, DM us on Instagram at Modern Cowboy Podcast or message us on our website, www.moderncowboypodcast.com. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey, everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand, and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Today's episode is sponsored by Modern Cowboy Performance Nutrition, the brand built on grit, determination, and perseverance. Modern Cowboy products are designed to increase stamina and strength, build lean muscle mass, and promote healing and pain relief. For more information and to order products, visit our website, moderncowboy.global, and use our podcast listener special code, MODERNCOWBOY15, at checkout for 15% off all of our products and apparel. I ain't got much, but I'm free. I've always been one to do it my own way. I'm making my living. Between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody, nothing Everything I got's my own Some say I'm just a band to the bone I'm a cowboy, yes I am I was born to rope and ride Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. I'm super excited to have my guest on today, Alan Sanchez. I've seen Alan around on social media for quite some time, and and Alan's a a hat shaper, and Everybody that's listened to the podcast, they know that I'm. I'm like I'm. A, well, I'm a hat snob now. I I wasn't before, and I even I can even look back seven years ago, and I look at some of these hats I'm wearing. And I'm going, man, what was I thinking when I got that? But uh, <laughs> I've kind of been uh, brought around, and and I've and I like my shapes a certain way. I, I like my hundred X's. I'm that's not saying I won't wear anything else, but um, I love them. I, I, everybody knows that I've shaped some hats there at NRS for a little bit, um, which was super cool. Uh, got to go to, um, you know, hat shaping school down there in Texas, but, um, Alan's got quite the following, uh, and I've, I learned something interesting about him. He can tell us about it a little bit more, uh, cause a lot of times when I have guests on, I'll just see their social media or I know them from whatever their activity they do is. And I go, dude, I love to talk to this guy on the podcast. And so I got Alan and, uh, got him to, to come on the, on the podcast and, then I went and read his his bio on his website, and it said that you know he was looking at a career in in medicine as a doctor, maybe. So uh, I'm uh, interested to to hear him talk about that. So anyway, without any further ado, uh, Alan, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Hey, thank you so much, Dan, for having me. Thank you, thank you. You bet. Hey, so you, you know you've got quite a following on on social media, uh, and you know you're a hat shaper. So just Give us some background. How'd you get started, and and uh, you know how'd you get to where you are now? Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's a crazy story, honestly. Uh, I'm almost working on six years of shaping hats already. Um, I'm only 22. Oh man! <laughs> so a lot of people don't believe it, you know, because usually you see an older person shaping yep. hats and whatnot. So uh, how it all started really was I was a uh, in a high school and one of my buddies, he actually owns a Western wear. He still owns it till this day. Um, and his dad, uh, pretty much wasn't there one day and, uh, the steamer was off and everything, but there was a customer that came in and all I was there for on the weekends was just to, you know, make my paycheck and go and buy me myself something, you know, high school students, you're just wanting to buy new clothes, new shoes, something. And so, uh, this customer, he was like, Hey, can you shape my hat? And I told him, Hey man, that actually shapes the hat. 
is not here at the moment, which was my buddy's dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the man insisted, and, and I turned on the steamer for him, and I said, look, you can give it a shot yourself. I'm not going to mess up your hat. You can be the, you can mess up your own hat kind of deal. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the, the man just insisted. He's like, oh, no. He's like, you, you work out of Western wear. You, know, you should know how to shape hats. And I was like, you know, uh, I'm, I'm new, so I do not know how to shape hats. And, you know, he disregarded that whole deal. And, you know, he insisted so much that I just went to it, turned on that steamer and got to it pretty much and started shaping his hat and everything. And honestly, I didn't know how much pressure to apply to the hat or how much steam to put to the hat. It was just like, gosh, it was awful. So um, pretty much after that, like we finally got something he was wanting like 30 minutes later, maybe. And <laughs> I mean, 30 minutes is pretty good while, you know? So, uh, after that, it was really, really funny because the man, he seemed like he was frustrated, but the person that was really frustrated, was myself, you know, cause I didn't know how to shape the hat and I had let him know that ahead of time. And, uh, pretty much he gave me a $10 tip and said, you know, you'll, you'll learn one day kind of deal and walked away. And I, you know, I just, I, I held it to myself and I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this as a challenge. I'm going to take it as a challenge. And right. next time I was in that Western wear, I would just grab the hats that were on the racks. And most of them were a bunch of, you know, six X's there, there wasn't, you know, amazing quality. There was some, there's probably one or two hundred X's maybe, but most of the ones that were up on the racks were felts that were like six X's or so. Right. And so I started playing with all those hats and there was a couple wool hats. So I, I really started playing around with wool hats. And if you know how to like shape a wool hat pretty well, you'll, <laughs> you'll be able to shape a real nice felt easy, yeah. you know? Um, so from there I went and I worked out a couple other Western wares and it went great. You know, it went, it went really well. Um, I helped some, uh, a friend of mine actually open up his own hat shop after that, you know, uh, we, we kind of went our separate ways and I, started working on my own recently I left the Western wear that I was working for about I want to say uh January about January February okay. and right now I'm working on my own actually and uh, man it's, it's it's been so awesome and I can't believe how much uh support I've gotten from all these people from social media these people don't even know me and uh you know they just see what I can do through social media Instagram Facebook you know Right. They keep track of me and they started seeing me do all this crazy and fancy stuff and uh, started doing initials on hats. And I've never seen anybody do that before, but you know, it's, it's not me wanting to say like, I have a person walking. I'm not going to say, Hey, you look like you want initials on your hat. No, it doesn't work that way. It's more right. of the people, you know, they're like, Hey man, I see you're pretty handy. You can do this kind of stuff. Do you think you can do my initials? And that's what like pushes me forward to it. And I'm not scared to try it because right. I'm just, I have so much practice with the hat and whatnot. So I'm looking really, really forward to, uh, you know, coming up with some new designs and stuff like that. But, you know, I'm so grateful for all the support that I have from social media without a doubt. Yeah. That it's got, I mean, like 46,000 followers. So you, you, you must have had quite yeah. a following before. And, and I don't know exactly <laughs> when I first saw you, I mean, I, I'd seen you shaping on there and I thought, and you just look familiar, you know, you know how it is. You scroll through social media and see things. And I see these, these hats you're doing and stuff. And I'm going, man, this, this guy, this guy is handy. <laughs> and then I've seen some of the, the crowns you've done with everything from initials to I've seen figure eights, uh, hearts. I mean, all, all kinds of cool stuff. So are you going to open a physical store? Are you working out of your house? How are you doing now? So right now we're actually about to open a physical store right now. I've been working from home I, uh-huh. because I, I honestly, uh, I have a storage and everything. I have all my hats there. So people order hats. I go pick up the hats pretty much from the storage. I have both of my steamers here at home at the moment. And right now, probably this next week, we'll start moving in into our place that we're actually going to have our storefront where we'll start taking walk-ins and whatnot. So a lot of people been asking, you know, Hey, when are you going to open your storefront? And you know, when can I take my hat to you? Cause it needs to be fixed. Like I've taken this place and this place and you know, they just can't get it right kind of deal. So very right. excited about that. Right. So let's just, let's talk about that a little bit because you know, I, I did have the opportunity to, to shape hats for a while. Um, and, uh, it, I don't know what it is. What do you think it is when, you know, when you steam a hat, it doesn't matter if it's a, a felt or a straw. Some guys like shape straws better. Some guys like, you know, felts better. 
but there's something about it, man. I mean, you, you, you get some steam on it, and you press on that thing. You start to put shapes in it. I don't know if it's just because it's the cowboy in you that you, you love it so much, but it's like <laughs> addicting. I mean, it's it literally is. literally addicting. Um, and then again, the customers. So it's like some guys say, hey, man, this guy can't get my hat done, whatever. And you know how that is. We're particular about our stuff. Oh, and, yeah. And it's pretty crazy. Some guys uh, – I mean, we actually had one guy one time that – uh, had a dowel, put a dowel on the crown of his hat and said, it's three degrees off. I don't know how I measure the three <laughs> degrees, but um, it, anyway, it's, it's, it's something that's, that's uh, crazy captivating for, for, for a lot of people. And like yourself, uh, you know, it's just, it's led into a career and now you're getting ready to open a store. So uh, the hats that you're, that you're doing now and that you're selling now, what, what brands do you have? I mean, and I saw also that you're, getting some of your own uh straws that that's correct yeah yeah that's tell correct. us about that yeah i'm really trying to push out my brand a lot more right now uh the thing is that i do have some good brands that i'm working with and stuff like that i have rodeo kings and i have uh some twister hats and stuff like that but the deal is that i'm really trying to push out my brand because i actually went and i created my own lacquer i went to this factory pretty much and you know they were they were doing okay they weren't doing bad mm-hmm. and so this factory is now working for me but i actually went down there and i started working for lacquer you know to better lacquer kind of deal because lacquer is the most important thing about the hat once that lacquer heats up right that's pretty much what helps you shape the hat you know if there is no lacquer on a straw hat there's you, there's no way of shaping the hat really it's not going to hold the shape right so so pretty much i went down uh i'm actually making my hats down in mexico a lot okay. of hats come down in Mexico. Right. And uh, so I went down there and that's, you know, I went to pretty much the city of straw hats down there. Mm-hmm. And it's just the thing is that everybody has their different process. And, you know, if they're willing to work for someone, they're going to make you as happy as they can. And m- my happiness was getting my hat just custom made to myself, you know. Right. And the lacquer, the lacquer I wanted was specific, you know, so. I had a chemist work on it and this and that. And we finally got something worked out because the thing is that if I don't have good lacquer, I can't do all these crazy designs people are asking for. Right. So it's, it's, it's a lot to it, you know, and people think it's really easy to, you know, like right now I see a lot of, and it's awesome. It's awesome to see. I see a lot of kiddos actually becoming hat shapers and starting their little hat shaper pages. And I think it's awesome, honestly. Right. But the thing is it's, it's, it's not an easy thing, you know, like I didn't learn from one day to another. It's a, it's a, it's a process. Definitely. I still look at some of my, I actually have this app called Snapchat. I don't know if you've ever been on. Snapchat oh, I know before. snap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, so. I'm a high tech older guy. Yeah. <laughs> matter of fact, I, I've, I've been on TikTok too. The first, first video I put on TikTok was shaping a hat and it got 260,000 views. So. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Wow. But anyway. And, uh, so, like, just just saying all these kiddos wanting to try something new kind of deal, it's, it's awesome. But mm-hmm. the thing is that I didn't wake up one day and say, you know, hey, I want to be a hat shaper. You know, it didn't work out that way. I actually was going to med school. Mm-hmm. I was going to med school, and I was uh, already about done. Where, where did I go? So I, I did my basics. So I finished my two years, and uh, I was actually about to go into UNT to go into med school. And that's where it all just, you know, turned, turned around because there was nights that I couldn't sleep because there were so many people that really supported me. And I was making this Western wear grow, you know, by the minute. And it was just crazy how much fame I was creating for them. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it, but at the same time, you got to credit yourself to one point finally. And, and, and it came to that point, you know, I, I finally gave myself credit for what I was doing. You know, right. it, 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 it didn't matter to the place that I was working for. Right. It just like people came to see me and they right. walked right out that store sometimes, you know, so it's just crazy. Like I, I didn't see it like that ever, but then finally, you know, six years later, I, I acknowledged that. And, you know, I, I saw those people that actually came to me and were really loyal. And from those loyal customers, there was more and more. And then social media just, you know, outgrew it all. Right. So it, it, it just like I couldn't I couldn't sleep that night sometimes and and people you know once I left one of the hat shops that I was working for I stopped shaping hats probably for about three months and so everybody was wondering what where the heck Alan went kind of deal right and and so a lot of people were actually coming all the way to my house 
like it was friends at first all the way right. to my house just to get a hatchet. So it was, you know, and I live, I live pretty out here, you know? So I live like the, the Walmart closest to me is about 20 minutes away. So I still got to drive quite a ways out. You know? Right. So uh, I had friends coming on out here pretty much to my house to get their hat shaped and whatnot. And then after that, uh, it was like friends brought friends and then these friends told other friends and I had people like outside of my fence pretty much just peeking in waiting for someone to come out you know it was just like <laughs> you know you don't do that I'm a <laughs> you I live out here where there's nobody that passes by you know right you're looking for just you're a target honestly to my rifle or something right, you know? right. Like, what the heck are you doing outside my house <laughs> right <laughs> so it was just funny you know but you know there's a lot of stuff that started pushing me towards becoming a hat shaper full time and i gave it a shot just recently uh september actually mm -hmm. it was on my birthday september 28th i actually gave it a shot and i said you know what i gave up i gave up one dream before it was actually going and playing professional soccer in mexico no kidding uh, I was, yeah i was offered to go play over there uh pro pro level and you know i gave that up because i was uh i had got a job at a hospital over here at an er mm -hmm. as an emt and i took that opportunity and i took that opportunity and you know it was it was awesome 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 opportunity to work at a hospital and honestly i, I thought my education was more important than going and playing soccer you know right. soccer soccer careers though only last a certain point you know you break your leg and your career is over kind of deal Right. And so uh, as a kid, you know, I always I always thought in the future. I never thought about the present. So I actually uh, denied that offer. I didn't take it. And I stayed here. But then this second opportunity of shaping hats came to me. And I was like, you know, I, I, I'm going to give it a shot. You know, they, they invited me when I started my social media, actually. Uh, Resistol actually got a hold of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, through social media and they invited me to go shape hats for them out in Vegas and so it was an awesome experience you know I had I was barely 20 I was about to turn 21 that December actually so mm -hmm. it was just perfect time and once I got to Vegas I was already 21 and it was a, <laughs> you know a heck of an experience it was awesome but uh you know after the second time that they just invited me this this past year you know it's just a it's a calling you know i felt like it was a calling at least and my social media those 46 47,000 followers that you see that i have that's from just a year and a half or Man. less actually Man. you know it's 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 crazy it's crazy like some some uh some months i'll be getting like 10,000 followers in a month some months i'll get like just 2000 followers a month. It just, mm -hmm. it just depends, you know, right? Like the thing is, I just got to keep up updating myself and people want to keep track of me and see what I'm up to. And, you know, I, I, I started uh, cherishing that because I wasn't even trying was a thing. Right. I wasn't even trying to catch people's attention or become a business out of it. I was just having fun. That, right. that, that was it. Right. And, and people are like, you know, you're having fun and you've got this far. Why don't you start trying and see how far you can get even more? that's exactly what I did. You know, I took it as a challenge and I'm like, heck yeah, you know, this is really fun. I enjoy talking to people. I'm a very people person and I love interacting with people. So while I'm shaping your hat, I like making eye contact with you and I'm like creasing your hat and people are like, what the heck are you doing? Like, you don't, you're not even looking at my hat, right. but I already have an idea of what we're doing, you know? So it's just, it's almost became like a sixth sense, you know? Right. And it, it's an awesome experience to be able to meet so many awesome people and shape their hats and, you know, get to know more people and what they do. That's Definitely. very cool. So you you got you got your own line of straws that's going to be coming. Are are you are you looking at uh, building your own felts in the future too, or or what do you think? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, felts felts are a little more. It's more work. Let's put it that way. Okay, it's a lot lot more work. Uh, straw hats. Uh, actually, this one I have on is one of my brands. Oh, it is. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's actually, you can see my label inside, and then on the yeah. side, you can see yeah. uh, Alan's lids on there. And this is actually a 15X straw hat. It's awesome. It's very breezy and whatnot. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite to, to go outside kind of hats, especially right now with the Texas weather that we have. Right. So it's it's a perfect, perfect hat. Uh, I'm excited to, you know, launch those out for people. But felt hats, you know, they, they don't they haven't left my mind yet uh, right. without a doubt. I'm still thinking about it, you know, but it's, it's 
more of an investment without a doubt. Right. Now, when are, when are your straws going to be available? I mean, I mean, I know with this Corona deal, virus deal, yeah. it's, it's backed everything up. but It's bad. Um, yeah, with all this coronavirus, honestly, no matter what hat company you name, everybody's backed up. Everybody, right. Literally. Right. Um, I actually, you know, there's a couple companies that they, they are just debating on opening accounts with me because right now they can't supply me. It's the deal. And right. I'm, I'm, I'm wanting to order some big orders. I'm not trying to go small, you know, it's kind of right. go big or go home kind of deal. So yeah. I'm trying to get some big orders in with them. And it's not that they don't want to take your money. It's just that they can't, you know, right? because they, they can't provide you with the material. If they can't provide you with material, no one's going to be making money and your money's just held there pretty much hostage. Yeah. So um, the plan is, is hopefully everybody gets situated by this felt season coming up like right now i'm not trying to go 100 percent at the hat shop not 100 percent. Mm -hmm. you know i'm trying to go a certain percentage because um if i'm if i'm not gonna have hats to serve the people with i don't want to go 100 percent yet and right. my plan was my, my plan was honestly to start this felt season but there's so many people that right now since i right now i was actually supposed to be traveling the world all over the nation shaping hats for people um i have a big old 18 foot trailer that I was going to have straw hats in my boat steamers and get to work kind of deal. I was going to go from rodeo to rodeo. And the deal is right now, you know, all those plans got canceled after the coronavirus and, uh, you know, it, it all happens for a reason, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, that's, that's always my thought. That's always my thought. thought uh, God always has a plan for everybody is, is, is how I think about it. So he did it for a reason. And, you know, I'm, I'm still more than excited to do whatever plans I have up, and uh straw hats my straw hats i'm looking at hopefully having them in june they closed down my factory for a whole month already mm -hmm. a month and a half and it was you know <laughs> it affects me a lot <laughs> yeah affects me a lot a lot you know you know no matter if it's in a different country they're still being affected as much as we are Absolutely. and so they, they're taking precautions and you know it, it's good it's really good yeah. and my factory doesn't open back up until the 18th of this month pretty much so once they start getting to it you know i'm expecting my hats here in june definitely so they'll be up in the market for years fsr cattle company has been known for their premium roping cattle used and endorsed by multiple world champions and nfr qualifiers but did you know that fsr is also the home of quality rope horses for all levels from professional team roping to the novice level a trip to Weatherford, Texas and to the FSR headquarters will give you a variety of horses to choose from. FSR Cattle Company will arrange transport for your new horse back home and a free ride back to the airport for you. For your convenience, we accept credit cards for all horses found at FSR. We strongly believe in matching team ropers with horses they can work and win with. So when you back in the box on a horse you found at FSR Cattle Company, you know you're mounted to win. Visit us online at fsrcattlecompany.com or in the office at 817-598-1222 and let us help find your next winner. Again, that's fsrcattlecompany.com. Well, cool. Well, I, I want to be one of the first guys on your list to, to, to get one, okay? <laughs> yeah, you got it, Dan, without I'll, a doubt, sir. Our seven and a quarter, long oval. and uh, <laughs> Now, what... what uh, what what size brims do you like to wear yourself and in crown heights what, and what's your favorite what's your favorite shape on a hat do you have a favorite shape yeah yeah i guess you could say i have a couple favorites um brim you know i started out wearing a lot of four and a halves on mm -hmm. the brim for some reason I, I i like enjoyed having this big brim i'm not a very tall person i'm five eight mm -hmm. um <laughs> so i like you know a big brim just I, I guess made me feel a little bigger or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and so you know i loved wearing four and a halves right now all my felts are still four and a half so i have probably one four and a quarter on my felts mm -hmm. because felts usually you know they look a little smaller just because for some reason you know they look yeah. a little thicker you know yeah so straw hats uh right now i'm really used to wearing four and a quarters nothing but four and a quarters right now i actually recently got an american that was a four inch i believe and I really liked it, and I'm, I might stick around that four and a quarter to a four inch kind of mm -hmm. deal. But I, I like my front pretty much about like eight inches wide yeah. in the front, pretty yeah. much. Uh, nothing too too wide like a CHL or anything like that. It's more of a JB brim, 
Right. And then the sides, I like them really relaxed, you know, nothing too tuned up West Texas punch or nothing like that, you know? Right. But, uh, on the crowns, I'd say one of my favorite shapes is a minic. Yeah. Which is actually this one that I have on. Yep. I don't know if you can take a good look at it. A uh, minix and uh Catalina. I don't know if you're familiar with the Catalina crease. You know, it's I like don't... a wide. Go ahead. Uh, it's it's like a wide it's like a wide minic pretty much it's like a nice round oval pretty much on top and then the inside just pops up nicely like a round little oval inside of an oval pretty much is what it is and it has just two nice creases so you can hold on to the hat but it's an awesome crease I mean it's one of my favorites honestly it's not too tall not too low uh, you're usually measuring about four seven eight on that crown right. it's you know perfect. And the Minix, of course, is a high crown. You're probably looking at like a five-inch crown mm-hmm. on a Minix. And uh, uh, also a real nice crease that I like, and I do on all my 100X is actually shaped like that. Just because it's a classic crease, a mm-hmm. cattleman crease. It's not a low cattleman, though. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I am I like to go a little more modern right now. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to stay in style. So I like going with the high cattleman crease. You know, it's still the same three indentions. They're just a little higher, you know. Nothing yep. so low on the indentions, but those are three of my favorite top creases right there for sure, without a doubt. Yeah, and and those are that's basically how I like to wear all mine as well. Same with the the width on the brim in front, and it's it's probably just because I've been influenced by you know what I see guys like you doing, and and you know the, <laughs> all the hats that are out there. But it, it's funny, uh, you know, because you'll get guys guys my age, you know that. Uh, I'm 61, you know, and so, uh, but you get guys my age, and dude, they're like, oh, they just got to have that old school, that oh, yeah. cattleman crease, it's so tight, and it's it's like, man, you just got to, you got to just loosen up and, and get, have some change, and it, uh, the other thing, too, and, and I might get in trouble for some of this, but I noticed so <laughs> many women tell their guys how they're going to shape their hats. It's, I mean, I don't know if you've seen that, but I'm, I'm telling you, man, I've been there at the hat bar, I got myself in trouble one time by saying something, but... Uh, they're they're like no you can't I, I shaped this one hat this one rodeo king jute I shaped this for this guy and and him and his buddy are going oh dude it's so nice you know and, and this guy's like pushing seventy super punchy you know cool guy he comes back over and he goes hell could you bring that front in a little bit and I'm I'm looking at this you know how to, a, a jute is those things are they're dirty oh, yeah. tough and his wife come over she she told him it looked like um yeah look that was a bulldogger's hat or something and you, you're too old to wear that. <laughs> So I just I just set the hat aside and I said just grab another one because I'm not gonna go you know breaking that thing over but but anyway uh, <laughs> yes sir that's that's you're right though you're but but right. the, there's a lot of the thing is is that you know it that's the whole thing about hat shapes is guys have a style or, or gals that they like and that's what they want and that's what they're gonna feel comfortable and so as a oh, yeah. hat shaper like you you got to have that skill to be able to do that. I'm, you know, my skills level is very low, so I like I like shapes up the way I like it. In in the other ways, I I kind of like oh whatever, you know. Definitely, definitely. You know, that's actually one of the hardest things being a hat shaper, and and that's what I like. You know, um, a challenge. You yeah. Know, not everybody's gonna like the same crease, and that's awesome. You know, I honestly 100% support you on that. Absolutely. And I'm not even gonna try to switch your shape up. Right. The thing is that me myself and I. <laughs> I like to have, <laughs> I like to have every single hat that I have all different crease. You know, they're not all looking the same. I right. do that on purpose though, you know, because the thing is that there's so many customers that I get that sometimes they're like, Oh, just shape it like the one you have on. Oh, shape it like, and I don't yeah. want a lot of people shaping, you know, looking like me every right. time they walk <laughs> right. in. So right. every day I actually wear a different hat and I have, I mean, gosh, I, I probably have like seven felts. Oh man. And <laughs> <laughs> and about sixteen straws. Man. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 pretty ridiculous collection. But I try to get rid of them at the end of the season, start selling them off my hands unless I, I grew emotionally attached to the dang hat. Right. But right. But yeah, definitely. You know, I try I try to keep all my creases all different for a reason, you know, because I don't want everybody looking the same and also I want to give people that idea like you don't want to look like someone else or you don't want to turn around and have that cattleman crease that the other 10 people that you turned around and looked like, right. you know, kind of deal. Right. right. Absolutely. And, and different, different shapes, different styles look, look better and different on, on, on everybody just by how people are built, how their face shaped, it out. their personality, everything. So it's, it's, it's crazy. Uh, think that, you know, we got to get all 
weird about about hats and stuff like this but it but it's it's just a fact i mean it's an accessory and it's something that's super yes, important it's a, it's i think it's the most recognized as a matter of fact uh kimball musk elon musk brother i had him the guy that you know owns tesla and yes, spacex sir. and all that i had his brother on the podcast and he wears this nice. cowboy hat all the time and uh he said he goes you know it's it's one of the most recognizable uh you know iconic uh items uh around the world you know so i agree it's uh it's just it's amazing and i'm i'm just a i'm a hat geek man and and kind of a hat snob to a certain degree you could say and, uh, <laughs> but it's so cool and and man i'm telling you i think you have a great great future ahead of you uh you know you're Thanks so much you're super smart and you're super talented and uh, i just I, I see you just going super far with 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 what you got going and I, i'm ex- i mean i'm excited to get one of your straws uh <laughs> absolutely and then when you get your store set up, I'm gonna come down to Texas, come visit you, hey, and, and uh, come on down. We'll get you taken care of without a doubt, Dan. Yeah, without a doubt. Let me actually tell you a story real quick. Yeah. So in Vegas, this last time that we were in Vegas, uh, that I went out at least, you know, there's some restaurants out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're talking about some very luxurious restaurants out there, and where you can get yourself a you know $150 steak. Right. Those were the kind of restaurants that I was going to a lot of the nights. <laughs> right. That's right. <laughs> a lot to you, you know. I love steakhouses and I like trying out all these different places. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of those places don't let you wear a ball cap. They don't let you wear a hat, not even if it's a dressy hat. Like, they won't let you wear a hat, period. Like, they'll ask you, they'll, they'll take your hat and they'll put it in a cubby or in mm. a, play, a, a secured place, pretty much, but they won't let you wear a hat inside of the restaurant. It's crazy. Right. And, uh, there was uh, we were walking in, and there was a guy that said, "Hey, y'all made me take off my hat. You know how come they don't have to take their hats off?" And then like, I, like me and my buddy just stared at this guy like, "Who are you? <laughs> like, who are? Who do you think you are?" He was just a normal customer, and and then they the, the this was actually a it was like a hibachi place, but a very very luxurious hibachi place, and right. And the lady said, no, they're cowboys. They don't have to take off their hats. That's what she said. <laughs> That's all she said. That's all she said. And I just, you know, I, I just smirked at the lady. I just smirked and I just smiled at her. And I just said, thank you. And we just walked on in and nobody, you know, there's people. There's a lot of people, you know, when you're out in Vegas. Oh, like, yeah. Like for NFR. Yeah. You know, yes, cowboys take over. But you got to remember, there's still city people in there. You and bet. so you get a lot of city people that will just ask you questions like, hey, how come y'all still wear y'all's hats even though y'all are eating sometimes? It's like, well, when you're in the restaurant, I like to take, I'd like to take off my hat, but I'm not going to put it on the floor where I'm going to risk it to get stepped on or something by somebody that's yep. not paying attention. But yep. anytime I'm at home, I always take off my hat when I eat without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, some people don't understand that. But yeah, it, it was an awesome and very funny experience. You know, people... Like you were saying, it's something that's worldwide kind of deal. Like they respect yep. your hat, period. You know, yep. it's just, it's just like a lot of people say, "Hey, what does that cowboy hat mean to you?" It's like, "Hey, it's just my lifestyle." You know, I grew mm-hmm. up in it. Mm-hmm. I learned how to respect a hat, and that's why I have much respect to, towards you. You know, my parents yeah. taught me how to treat my hat with a lot of respect, and that's how I'm gonna treat you. Absolutely, that's too funny though. Why don't they have to take <laughs> off their hats? Because they're cowboys. Yes, <laughs> it was really, really funny. Hey, so I'm gonna go a little bit off off track, maybe here. Go ahead. I, I've noticed, uh, um, you know, I, this is a modern cowboy podcast, and people that have listened to it, they kind of know my history to a certain degree. And so, I mean, I'm being a cowboy and just cowboy lifestyle and everything's all I've ever wanted. But I also, I also love the modern aspects of life too. And I've noticed, Definitely. I don't know what kind of watches you wear, but but I dig watches a lot. <laughs> so I've noticed that you might be a watch guy a little bit. So are you or are you not? Without a doubt. Without a doubt, Dan. People, <laughs> you know, your presence always counts a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. It always counts. So, you know, when you're having someone stare at your hands at all times, Right. You, you, you have to have some kind of, you know, bling on you and people <laughs> right. say, Hey, that's pretty cool. Watch kind of deal. Right. Yeah. You know, people for Christmas, a lot of my siblings, they always get me watches and stuff like that. And I used to buy some expensive, very expensive watches. Right. You know, I, I was very into buying, uh, Oh gosh, Armani watches, Armani yeah. exchange watches and yep. stuff like that. I know it's not a very cowboy ish 
watch you know it's more of a city person watch but they're really nice come yep. on yeah <laughs> and, and someone recognizes an armani watch but you know um so some of my siblings once in a while if they see a uh, michael kors watch that they think i'd probably wear right even though michael kors is like a bag place and whatnot for women they right. also have really nice men watches they so, do absolutely and and, and and i'll give it to them you know this is actually a michael kors this one right here nice but right now I'm i'm trying to not spend as much money as I do on watches until I can buy myself a Rolex. <laughs> there you go. But but right now I'm sticking to I, I like sticking to uh, cheaper watches sometimes, not super cheap, just something that's gonna look really nice, modern. Yeah. Um, the reason because I actually have a bad habit that when I go on vacations or anything, I always lose my watches for some given oh. reason. I don't understand. I'm I'm awful, awful. <laughs> like I even have a little, uh, I have a nice little satchel pretty much with just watches. Right. But I always have a bad habit of just taking them off and leaving them somewhere, and then I just forget where I left them sometimes. And you know, now I'm actually I'm, I'm actually sticking to uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this brand called Fossil. Oh yeah, I know Fossil. Yeah, Fossil. Yeah. I, I I like wearing their watches. One, they look very modern. Right. And two, they're like only a hundred and sixty bucks, so it's right. you know not even breaking the bank. So I'm like, come on, like I can take those watches all day. They look nice and modern. And, you know, I'll right. get compliments on them. That's all that matters. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, there's, um, you know, in Seiko USA's got some really nice watches right now, too. There's there's actually one that, that, that I'm looking at. But um, but I like Omegas, too, and uh, I like uh, Rolexes. And, but, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah but, my, dad, uh, my dad's a very big man into Citizen watches, so I had one oh, of those. And then I, citizens and then are nice, too, it. though. <laughs> you lost it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I lost it. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Citizen's got that really nice. I think Eco Dive is one of them that I really yes. like. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's funny, man. Speaking of being handy too, I, I've seen some videos. I've seen you, uh, you know, trimming horses' hooves and stuff. I mean, so uh, you, you tell me, you're not, so you're not just a, a fossil wearing, you know, a fancy <laughs> hat, dude. You, you're you're handy. You're you're. Uh, do you, do you, do you rope or do you did you ever rodeo or anything or just ranch stuff or? Yeah, definitely. I actually rode bulls for about four years, four, almost five, almost five years, you know. And the thing is that I started riding steers. It started all with steers, really, at uh, friends' houses and stuff like that. Like, right. I'd, I'd go purposely go stay the night at a friend's house, and he'd, like, invite three or four of us, and we'd just tackle a steer or something against the fence and then hold it down against with the gate or something. And then just someone hops on that sucker and let's go kind of deal. <laughs> right. You know? So it was an awesome experience getting started on all that. And, and then my parents, uh, I wanted to do a high school rodeo mm-hmm. and my parents really didn't support me a hundred percent on it. So, you know, they did, <laughs> they didn't allow me to do it gotcha. and it was pretty, it was pretty funny. But I still, outside of that, I, I would always go to jackpots and stuff like that. Once I turned 18, I just pretty much let loose and did my own thing. And I, I went to a lot of jackpots. I, you know, it's it's really hard. People think it's not hard to win a buckle. They think it's really easy. Right. But it's not. It's right. not, you know. And and I'll say it myself. I've never won myself a buckle. It's it's depressing you know it's depressing (laughs) because you gave it your all and you just you weren't enough you know so the cowboy lifestyle has its nice perks but also you know there's people out there that are going to preview hey you know it's not easy to win this (laughs) yeah so it was it was a funny experience but it was awesome experience and then uh actually i broke my elbow uh what i want to say about nine months ago i actually fell off a a two-year-old bull that was new you know and I'm, right. I'm a lightweight i'm not nothing too heavy i only weigh about 165 and and my buddy uh he raises bucking bulls and i rode this sucker and i probably lasted about i don't know five spins four spins and that sucker sent me flying and i sent i i, I, I threw my hands back and my elbow snapped and i just got up and i just didn't even realize it until i actually was by the fence and i felt finally my arm really hot like it felt like i had a fire towards right. under my arm Right. So after that, you know, it was really hard to shape hats because uh, I, you know, the next week after that, I uh, actually started shaping hats. Can you see me? Yeah, okay. I got you. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> um, I started shaping hats literally the week that I broke my arm, and that day, yeah, it was awful, awful, awful. No and kidding. I was working at that. Yeah, I was working at that Western Wear. You know, I was right. I was just very 
I'm, I'm always that person. I'm very for the people kind of deal. And you don't right. think about yourself sometimes. Like you just think about all the customers that were going to come see you this weekend. Right. And they had told you that they were. And so I'm, I'm all for the people kind of deal. And I was there that weekend shaping hats and, uh, my boss, you know, he said, Hey, you think you can shape? And, and honestly, he's an awesome man, mm -hmm. but you know, you got, he's a businessman. He wants to think about the money. Right. 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 <laughs> and so, Hey, if Alan can shape with one hand, come on, you know, kind of deal. Like I'm going to make him money that weekend. It's all that he cared about. Sometimes it was really funny. He's a cool man though. Uh, I, I thank him a lot, but yeah, it was, it was a funny experience, but it was a very awful and traumatic as well because, you know, after two months, my arm was still, you know, not, I couldn't put it straight pretty much. Like I had it at a 45 degree angle kind of thing. Right, right. And, pro and as far as I could get it was at probably, you know, 55 degrees because I was yanking it down on purpose. And right. it was traumatic, you know. I thought my arm was just going to stay like that. But thank God it went straight to normal, you know. Nothing bad. But then I rebroke it again playing soccer because I like to be doing kidding. soccer. Yeah. I'm a, same spot. Same spot is what I'm thankful for. But, uh, you know, it hurt so bad because I – I, I like to stay in shape and do a lot yeah. of cardio and soccer is a lot of cardio. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was actually running and, uh, I tripped, uh, I actually bodied a guy up really bad because it was just like a payback kind of deal. Right. So I, I, I was like, I'm gonna get you on the next play. And I did, I just bodied him and he fell, I fell. And then somehow his leg ended up in between my arms. And right when I was getting up, he just kicked my arm out oh. and it just re, re broke again. And I was like, gosh, dang it. You know? So for nine, about seven, six months, I literally haven't done no working out or anything until now. You oh, know, I finally yeah. can do push ups. I finally can lift weights, you know, right. it's, 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 it feels a little weird, but they said, just keep working on it and yeah. you should be a hundred percent. But right now, my bull riding career, I'll just leave that on pause for now because <laughs> I have something more important right now. So, I mean, it. I'm not going to lie to you. That adrenaline rush still calls my name. Oh, I'm, yeah. a, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm big into adrenaline rushes, and I, and I think that's an awesome experience to feel um, that that feeling that you're, you know, risking your life. On, yeah. like pretty much you got – it's you against a 1,800-pound bull, 2,000-pound yeah. yeah. bull. So, it's just an awesome experience, you know. And I, I wouldn't switch it for anything ever <laughs> yeah that's crazy well you're young you and you, you know like like you say you you'll heal up that stuff will <laughs> you, you get my age it doesn't heal as quick unfortunately that's exactly right that's exactly <laughs> right but let's let's hopefully get this whole hat business going first and then we might yeah a bull or two <laughs> absolutely yeah well man i tell you i'm i'm just i'm super excited to to get one of your straws and and uh and what 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 felts are you selling right now i mean um do you have a favorite felt or do you have a favorite i mean besides i mean obviously alan's lids are there that's the, our favorite uh our favorite straw but how, how about felt you got a favorite favorite felt a favorite felt i want to say my favorite felt probably is uh in between takino and american hat co the only reason i'd put takino a little um you know up there is the reason that one it has a great body i don't know if you've ever heard of that brand before takino hat co i think i think i've i think i've heard of it um but i've never i don't think i've ever seen the hats i i got a a, a good friend uh, danny romero and i think that he has mentioned it to him before but tell us about it uh, yeah definitely so this hat's actually from italy they're still made in italy and it's an awesome hat i mean i'm telling you these guys, they you went got, from making you, fashion hats. What's you got that? me right. You got me right there. It's made. It's made nearly. <laughs> so yeah. So now we're, oh, yeah. we're going to put that European modern cowboy flair on. I'm going to have to have oh, one. Oh <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, that's a, that's a must-have hat kind of deal. It's really awesome because their story is really interesting. You know, they've been making hats for over 150 years without a doubt, mm -hmm. making a great product. Um, but they went from making fashion hats for mm -hmm. like Gucci. You know, all these shows that they had like if they had models running on that runaway right like they they had a taquino hat is what right. they had so it's really cool that this industry like that company went from the fashion industry to hey you know fashion hats are expensive and all it's cool but we also have this whole other market over here with cowboys right you know if cowboy if, if we can make picky people with fashion hats happy Right. I'm pretty sure we can make picky cowboys happy kind of deal is what they said. Yeah. 
and 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 you know they brought their new hat to the market and it's being very successful. And that's actually one of the hats that I have fully stocked in right now because of the Houston rodeo canceling the coronavirus. Um, I actually went ahead and I took a lot of her hats and, you know, paid for most of them just about, and the rest of them, she just left a little bit on consignment kind of deal. And I have a lot of their hats left over from the Houston rodeo, but you know, those hats are very, very awesome. And I actually have them all over my website. I still have more hats that I need to put up on the website, but, you know, that's an awesome, awesome hat. What's really, really cool about it is actually it's a waterproof belt to a certain extent, of course, but it's right. a waterproof belt. You know, I don't know if you've seen these videos that I sometimes post of the water literally floating on this fur hat and it's right. fur. You know, people say, hey, you know, I have a, a pure beaver. It's waterproof. And I'm like, since when is a beaver waterproof? Right. A, <laughs> a, 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 a beaver isn't waterproof. It's just like a dog. Right. Kind of, like the first though gets wet. However, how how a beaver works is that they tighten up their fur. Right. When they tighten up their fur, uh, they shake off. Right. So when they shake off, they really do almost come out dry once right. they shake off because the the fur pretty much tightens up really nice. However, they're still wet. Right. Like to a cer- certain extent. So no, a pure beaver is not waterproof. <laughs> so <laughs> people don't understand that. And this belt, it's actually you know. It's awesome how they how they make this uh, Italian hat. So what they do is they they uh, pretty much they start mixing that fur. Then before they make the body, they actually put the waterproofing into the fur. Mm-hmm. Once they have the waterproofing into the fur, then they actually make the body. Once they make the body, you know they they go on from there, and they might add another sealant on top of that just to make sure the waterproofing is really on there. Right. But, where the waterproofing really kicks in is one when it's probably sprinkling. Right. Like you'll see it just bubble up on your hat kind of deal. And then you just literally take off your hat and smack it against your leg and you'll literally have all that water on your jean or something. It's, it's pretty awesome. And, uh, the other thing is, you know, you can't take a power washer and apply a lot of water pressure into the hat. Cause it's not going to take it. Right. I've told people, I'm like, you know, it, it goes to a certain extreme. But the awesome part about the hat is pretty much you set it down, even if it's wet, you set it on the crown or something, and you just let it dry. Right. Give it give it about five to ten minutes, and that hat is dry again. It doesn't have not one spot of water. And it's not, you know, there's a lot of hats, like, you name it. There's uh, all, all, the, all, the, all the brands here in, in America, they all get stained, whether it's an American, whether it's a resistle, they all get stained right. with water because the thing is that water, this, this rain that we have nowadays, it, it's, it's got acidic levels to a certain level, you know? Mm-hmm. So it stains the hat. It stains yeah. the hat without a doubt. And a lot of people, they'll probably have a hundred X beaver or whatever, and they'll be out in the rain or they're, they got caught up by rain or something. And right. now their hat's all spotted. And right. then they take it to, me or something you know a hat person and they're like hey can you get these raindrops out of my hat and it's just like you know how long has that been sitting there and then i'd give it a shot and it's impossible you know it's just the rain is so acidic sometimes that it just stains the hat yeah and there's no way of getting that out and and so this hat you know i've tried it on my 100x because they gave me 100x when i went to houston you know i'm very thankful for that mm-hmm. very very thankful because that's actually my first 100x that i own right and so you know, to get it for free, it's an awesome experience. And, uh, you know, I tried out the waterproofing on that hundred X and I pour water on my hundred X and I show people and they freak out, you know, cause they're like, Holy crap. Like, aren't you right. scared of it getting stained? <laughs> right. And, and, and I'm not scared of it. You know, I've already poured coffee on it as well. And coffee doesn't do nothing to it. It rolls right off. And, you know, I'm, I'm only 22. I still hit the bars up once in a while. And, <laughs> and some, some friends know me, and they sometimes know that I'm always having one of those hats on and I'll literally pour a beer right off of that hat. I'll pour a beer right off that hat and it flows right off the hat, you know, it's, and someone will be at the end of my hat pretty much just, you know, just taking that sucker. They'll, they'll shotgun that beer off my hat kind of deal. And it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. You know, slick, slick hat, uh, great quality, the body, they're, they're great. I mean, there's nothing, there's not very much that I can complain about that hat. I mean, it gives you all you need, really. Right. And it's a, it's a cowboy hat. Yeah. And how are they, how are they for shaping? How does that feel, you know, different than, you know, standard hats? 
No, no, you know, it, it's it's no big difference. Like, seriously, I can best compare them to American because Amer- American is something that, you know, even though I went to Vegas before mm-hmm. and there's not a lot of people that know American. Right. Because everybody's like a Resistle fan and I'm right with you, you know, Resistle's right. been there for everybody. But, uh, you know, this this new company, the, the Takino brand, that their felts are great. I mean, they're smooth to shape. I mean, right. smooth, smooth. And they make some crisp, you know, crisp, clean shapes. You know, it's just yeah. nice. I love them. And then the deal is that the 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 most coolest part about these hats is, uh, you know, they're not hard. They're not hard, hard bodies. Right. They're not your, your typical, you know, black black gold resistol. You know, that's so stiff like a rock once it's done shaping. Right. It's not. It's not like that but it's a little softer of a body, not soft to where you can just crunch it up really easy, but you literally could grab the hat and bend it down and then just let it go. And it pops right back into place. It's amazing. 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 And it goes straight back to its shape. You can probably, I got mine actually, let's see. I got mine. Was it my, my hat flew off and I think my German shepherd just, you know, accidentally was running towards the ball that I had just threw. Right. And he just stepped on it on the crown. And all I did was just pop that crown back out, put the crease back in there. And it seems like nothing happened to the hat. Nothing. You know, it's awesome. Awesome. Awesome hat. And that's a hat. And that's a hat that I think a lot of Cowboys need sometimes because, you know, you can be caught out in the rain or something and, you know, your hat's going to go all flat on the sides because it just loses its shape completely. These hats don't. Yeah, you know it's a, it's a really good brand. I love it. I love that's, it. Nothing, nothing more to it. That's awesome, man. So cool, dude. I've, I'm telling you, man. I've just I've been like like a little kid, just you know, talking with you here. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just I dig everything you're doing. I I, I think it's I, I just think it's so great. It's so innovative. Thank uh, you. With with you know. Uh, with just everything you're doing, man, and and to top it off, you you're you're into watches and. I, I, and uh, just you're just a cool guy all the way around. I'm just thank you, Dan. Thank really, you so really, much. I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, really glad that that uh, I had you come on. How about boots now? Before we before we get off. Here, oh we'll, gosh. You know, are you? Um, you got a favorite big. brand or? Definitely, without a doubt. You know, I'm so big into boots. I'm like, I'm like a lady with heels. Right. I'm a guy with boots. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like I just want all of them, kind of deal. Right. I want every color kind of deal. Um, yeah, I have my favorite brand actually, and it fits just really nice to the arc of my foot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it just fits like a sock, like a tennis shoe. I don't know how much better to explain it. Like if it, if a boot fits like a tennis shoe, right? It's, it's just a perfect fit. And uh, that brand is actually Anderson Bean. Awesome, okay. awesome boot to me. You yeah. know, I just it's very comfortable and. And I, I shape hats for a living, you know, so I'm standing 24-7 pretty much on my feet. And so that boot really just applies that perfect support, and I, I love them. Yeah. Um, I, I went through Justin boots and all these other boots, and they just didn't fit right on my foot. And these Anderson beans, since I've put them on my foot, my, my foot I just haven't replaced them for any other brand. Yeah. And I, I, I do give other, you know, brands a try and whatnot, but I, I always come right back. I come right back, but... Yeah, I, I have a lot of exotics. I'm really big into exotic boots. Um, I have a pair of uh, elephants. I have some caiman boots. I have some lizard. Um, ostrich, of course, I have two of those. Uh, what else we got? We got fish, that pure chew, pure chew, fish. Yeah, right. from Brazil. That's an awesome boot. Very comfortable. That's actually one of my best and favorite boots because, you know, Everybody always said that ostrich boots were some of the most comfortable boots. To me, the most comfortable boot is that fish boot. Honestly, you know, it's just a soft skin. Like, people are like, how do you get scales on a boot? You know, that's impossible. It's like, no, it's possible. Look at it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a really awesome boot. Uh, I have that, and then, gosh, I got so many more. (laughs) I just can't remember all the ones that I have. I have about 11 pairs of boots. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's. It's a good collection. I still have more to add to it, without a doubt. But you know, it's a good, 
it's a good collection to wear one at least every single day of the week. Absolutely. Yeah, I've, I've actually just got a, a pair that I had made not that long ago from Anderson Bean, some rough outs with blue tops. Uh, yeah, super nice. And I got a pair of uh, Rios Mercedes uh, black uh, Buffalo calf. Um, yeah. From yeah, yeah, yeah. Down there in Anderson Bean. You know, the, the other thing too, interesting, because I went through Anderson Bean's factory and stuff down there, and uh, they actually make some fashion boots and stuff for Ralph Lauren. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Very, very cool. Matter of fact, they were telling us when we were there that uh, I can't remember when it was, but there was another downturn in the economy, and they actually started making some uh, some type of uh, shoe things for some different shoe companies. And mm-hmm. so I, I can't remember the name of the brands. I don't want to mis misquote anything, but but anyway, it, it was super cool to see you know some of those Ralph Lauren boots and and the Ralph Lauren cowboy boots, and then some of their you know, European-style shoes and stuff. They're right there on the rack in, in Anderson awesome. Bean where they're making them. So, and matter of fact, I've been getting a call back down there to talk to Scott. I wanted to – because I used to wear a lot of Olathe's back in the day. Yeah, um, when yeah. The Olathe's, when they were Olathe's when they were made in Kansas, but Anderson Bean makes them now. But the, but the one um, rough stock boot they make, um, I wanted to, I just want to get a new pair of those. Uh, Definitely. I actually have a pair of those rough stock, the Elk, I believe. Uh huh. Yeah. I have the elk ones. I was gonna get the elk butt, but I wasn't too much of a fan of it. But I do have a pair of elk boots, and they're awesome. I, that's probably the second most comfortable pair that I own, honestly. Yeah. Uh, besides the ostrich boot, you know, I'd probably put that fish boot and then that rough out elk, and then probably yep. the ostrich behind that. But that that's the order I'd put it. You know, yep. on comfort, without a doubt. Yeah. Now, how about how about tennis shoes? Do you wear tennis shoes at all, though? I do. Yeah. I, I do. I do. I do. Sometimes, you know, you got to kick off the boots because after oh, yeah. standing for so many hours, you know, your yep. feet start killing you after a little while. Yeah. Um, I, I like wearing a lot of, uh, I don't know if it's just a childhood thing. And um, a lot of people, you know, sometimes I, I have a lot of friends that don't like Nike anymore for some right. dumb reason and everything, but I still keep wearing them because it's just what I've worn as a kid. And, yep. you know, I'm just going to keep on wearing them until, you know, they go out of style. But so far, I always go for Nikes. Um, once in a while, I'll go for like in a pair of Adidas. But I like something that's going to have a thick sole on the bottom, pretty much like right. some Air Maxes or something. Something that's right. going to give me a lot of comfort, a lot of support. Right. So right. I – and I go a lot for white shoes. And I oh, tear yeah, those me too. suckers up. And I yep. don't know why I do it, you know. These white <laughs> shoes, they always get stained with my jeans. You know, right, always, right. always, but they look really nice, you know, with jeans, yep. whatever, nice starch jeans. So they, they, they look great. Uh, I, I like them, you know, as yep. long as they bring comfort to my foot. <laughs> well, I, I have to agree with you. I, I used to, I used to be that way a little bit. I, oh, Nike, I don't want to wear it, but I've got Nikes on right now. And um, I like I like white colored shoes and I like light gray my tannies. I, I just love it. But here's oh, what yeah. I have to say about that because I used to be I used to be that way and I made a I made a decision several years back. I said I'm not going to be that 60 year old bitter uh, old guy that can't stand change or anything. And all I can say is yeah, Nikes are made in China or wherever they're made, right alongside those Ariats that everybody's wearing. So all that exactly. Ariat stuff's made in China too. So, right. you know, say what you want, boys. <laughs> but, you know, as long as Ariat's cutting you those checks, just like as long as everybody's getting them checks from Nike, they're going to keep wearing it. But but exactly. I, I like Nikes too, you know. And um, and anyway, it's uh, – <laughs> I try to give that point across to a lot of people. And some people will – They'll beg to differ, but, you know, I have yeah. my own opinion, and I'm just letting you know I'm going to keep on wearing those Nikes. I don't care what anybody has to say about it. <laughs> Absolutely, man. Very cool. How about cowboy movies? You got a favorite cowboy movie? or? Ooh, cowboy movies. You know, I am I really like a, a lot of John Wayne movies. You know, mm-hmm. I really, really love John Wayne movies, without a doubt. And I actually got the privilege to actually shape up John Wayne's family's hat. You know, You're this kidding. last time in Vegas, no, sir. It was an That's... awesome, awesome experience. And, you know, after I even got to meet them, I got into John Wayne movies even more. Yeah. And uh, it was it was an awesome experience. I actually shaped a hat for his granddaughter, John Wayne's granddaughter, mm-hmm. and his son, the youngest, um, Ethan, Ethan Wayne. Yeah. So his, his name is John Ethan Wayne, but the most humblest guy I've ever met. Awesome, awesome guy. You know, the, the man... 
he always, you know, when he says hi to someone, he always says his name is Ethan Wayne. He never says my name is John Wayne, even though that's his name, right. you know, right. but he always goes by his middle name and awesome, awesome, man. You know, it was a great experience getting to meet those people and very humbling. And, you know, I was right. Literally it was their booth and then it was mine right next to them. So they were just like, Ethan, once he, like, he saw me hustling the whole time when I was in Vegas, you right. know, just, you know, it was, it was a one man band kind of deal. And I was just taking care of this big line that I had and I was grateful for it. You know, I couldn't believe I had like a line with 10 people just waiting for me to get their hats done or buy a hat right. or stuff like that. And right. Ethan would just walk in into the booth and, and a lot of people don't know who he is, you know? Right. And, right. and, and, and literally if you get a picture of John Wayne and you stand right next to Ethan, they look pretty, pretty close identical. You know, they look no pretty, kidding. pretty similar, really, really similar. But some people didn't know who he was. And so he'd just be like, dang, Alan, you're really working hard. And he's like, Hey, I brought you this coffee or, Hey, I brought you this water. You know, awesome, awesome guy. He would just like take care of me. Or he said, Hey man, I bought you some lunch. I bought you some lunch because, you know, you've been working hard and I see that you haven't even left to go eat some lunch. So I brought you some lunch. So whenever you're ready, you know, it's right there. You need a microwave. We have one in our booth. And I was like, dude, you know, guys, awesome, period. That's all I got to say. And I would introduce him to the people. I'm like, hey, do y'all know who this is? And, you know, nobody had an idea. And I said, this is actually John Wayne's son. This is Ethan Wayne. And they were like, no way. And they were like, and this is this is like full grown people, like, we're talking about anybody from like eighties to forties, right. like right. all these people were excited to meet John Wayne's son. And I Absolutely. just cut it. It was, it was a pleasure, you know, it was a pleasure to get to shape his hat. And he would just brag to everyone that asked where he got his hat. He said, I got it from Alan. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really awesome. You know, he's a great friend. Um, we, we became really great friends during those two weeks of Vegas. We saw each other every day. So we would just talk it up all the time. And, you know, it was a great experience get, getting yeah. to know John Wayne's son. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm big into John Wayne's movies. I still watch him all the time. And I love his quotes. His quotes are so oh, funny. Yeah. You yeah. know, he has the funniest quotes ever. And, you know, there's, there's no way I'm ever going to – not remember that experience that I had with John Wayne's family. You know, it was awesome, awesome experience, you know, without a doubt. That's so cool. So cool, man. Well, Hey, what do we, man, I think this may be going the longest I've ever gone on a podcast. <laughs> we're going to go Joe Rogan style here. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'm, I'm probably, I'm gonna have to have you on again. It's what we'll have hey, to do. Most we'll, definitely. we'll have to, we'll have to, we'll have to, um, more than happy. Yeah, get you caught up once you get your store open and everything. And uh, anyway, man, hey, it's just it's been it's just been great talking with you, man. I appreciate you taking the time, dude. Love your story, and um, I'm looking forward to getting my uh, my Allen's lid straw. And uh, what's that other what's that other brand? Because I got to get one of them too. Oh, Takino, Takino, Takino Phelps. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, I know it's a really it's a it's a really Italian name, you know. So it's really hard to get it for some people the name, but you know right i'll remind you <laughs> yeah well absolutely anyway hey we better we better uh i better let you get back to work and then uh we'll be catching up here uh real soon and Definitely. thanks again Alan. hey dan thank you so much for your time appreciate it where are you cowboys and cowgirls at Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler I drive that old back road until it ends At the roping pen We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick Although we're all the same the minute we ride in to the roping pen Well, I ain't no play speed But I give her hell, he never can tell Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle and philosophize 
most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope He's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pin Turn another pin of steers Tell a few more lies Drink another beer And hypothesize Most of life's problems By God we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the roping pen Down at the roping